Taylor, here we are. Let's catch up. Uh, you know, I want to say one thing. You're going to have a lot to say. I know you know it, but I just want to say one thing. Usually, I mean, Monday Night Football, like, pretty great concept for years. Double header, though. We had a double header. It's true, but I, I just got to say, I mean, Monday nights to start this season have been kind of rough. Kind of <laughs> relevant, though. Very Aaron relevant. Rodgers, Nick Chubb. But kind of rough. Kind of rough. That's, yeah. That's In all seriousness, I am the biggest Nick Chubb fan. I went to Georgia. Um, Nick Chubb went to Georgia. I think he's a hard player to not root for no matter what team he's on. Just such a stand-up person. So I do hope that he's okay. That injury, if you look at it up close in slow motion, it is completely brutal. It's a little like gruesome, honestly. And I just hope that he is okay. Obviously, it's probably season ending. I think it's already Ian Rapport already reported that. But more importantly, I hope that he's okay after just the season. I mean, I hope that it certainly does not extend beyond that because that just looked awful. I feel for him. Nick, Nick Chubb is arguably the best running back in the game. I mean, mm-hmm. it, certainly, I mean, for those that are, that play fantasy, of course, you know, you take pass catching in or out of the argument. Okay. But I mean, as far as running through a wall, running in a straight line, making people miss or running through people, Nick Chubb, I could probably remove the word arguably, but I'll use it here so that people don't attack what I'm saying. He's arguably you the best running back. You always have to say arguably the these days okay, for fine. everything. So, right, because someone will come in and argue against it just because that's the nature of what we do. But Nick Chubb, arguably the best running back in the game, an absolutely devastating play during this game. And yes, we, we feel terrible. And, and let me just say one thing you know, a, a great stat that went up on Monday Night Football before the injury. There are three players in this league the top three when it comes to yards per carry for those that have carried the ball over 500 times, Bo Jackson, Jamal Charles, Nick Chubb. 5.4 for Bo and Jamal, 5.3 for Nick Chubb. I mean, do you understand that? You're giving this guy the ball and just telling him to go and he's getting five yards every time he touches the ball. That's ridiculous. Yeah, no Nick Chubb is a special player and this is, is. is going to be- He's a difference maker. In- and, and let's just Sam, say we were on the most... phone during the game a little bit, and you had said in our previous podcast that you thought that the Browns were going to absolutely be a playoff team. And when we were on the phone yes. during the game after this injury happened, you said, I retract my statement because Nick Chubb is that much of a difference maker on a team where it doesn't matter. It, I don't think that they're going to be a playoff team anymore just because of the sheer impact of his loss. I'm going to take it away. I am. And then look, there's not a lot of players in the league that don't play quarterback where you say, all right, I'm taking this player out. And now you're, you're significantly changing the win loss total. You're significantly changing the playoff percentage. And I'll just say from a let's catch up playoff percentage, we're going from what I thought looked like 75 to 80% to 15%. I mean, that's just, that, that's just what I'm I will throwing say, out though, there. And I know that you can't really compare the two because JK Dobbins has not had the seasons that, Nick Chubb has had, except J.K. Dobbins, the Ravens losing J.K. Dobbins for the season is also huge. And yeah. what they were able to do Sunday, putting Gus Edwards and Justice Hill, who are no J.K. Dobbins, but they were able to get the job done and be successful and run the ball well. There are ways that you can put other running backs in there. We saw both Fords step up tonight for the Browns. So I'm not going to say it's over for the Browns. I don't think it's over. I think that the bigger the glaring issue for the Browns after this game was Deshaun Watson. He didn't get the there. 
it was it was an ugly end to that game. I mean, from a standpoint of Deshaun Watson getting a strip sack and and the you know the game ultimately ending on the hands of, of T.J. Watt with that unbelievable play there, and Deshaun Watson coming right back on the field, going three and out, then getting the ball back from his defense again, and still not being able to do anything. That, that's why I'm taking a statement out of it. I'm just saying the Browns. Hold on, can I, like can I make a statement team. in all of this though? Yes. Just right after we counted the Steelers out, keep in mind we both acknowledged that they were playing arguably the best team in the league against the 49ers sure. week one. But Monday Night Football, that Steelers defense looked scary. Kenny Pickett, George Pickens, everything that we heard about in the preseason, all the rage, it looks pretty dominant tonight. And the Steelers are always going yeah. to be in the playoff picture when you have a coach like Mike Tomlin. They're Hold on, crazy fun are. fact about this past game. The Steelers had not lost on Monday Night Football in Pittsburgh in 32 years prior to this game. Obviously, that streak is going to continue. Better yet, they had not lost to the Browns in Pittsburgh in 20 years. That's gross. That seems impossible. They played them twice. In the regular season, by the way. They did have that one game where the Browns beat them in Pittsburgh um, for the playoffs, but... This, I'm talking about regular season. Just yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, well, let's say let's let's say one thing and move on. So, so really, what we wanted to do is we wanted to come in and say, all right, what are the things that feel like ridiculous overreactions at this point, and what are the things that feel somewhat realistic based on what we've seen? I'll also say one thing that's sort of irrelevant in the real world, but Nick Chubb on my fantasy team, I really shed a significant tear. Oh gosh, remember Cleveland nobody and, and, and for a fantasy team. team. It's so true. It's so true. It's just one of those things. Nick Chubb, as steady as he is on the field, I mean, I just got to tell you from a fantasy football standpoint, Nick Chubb's one of those wonderful players where you just wake up and there's nothing to be done. It's the most automatic thing in all of fantasy football. So another tier rolled down for that. But Taylor, we're talking about overreactions. And we look across the league and 2-0 and 0-2 feels like this massive swing, right? Your season is yeah. over or you're going to the Super Bowl based on 2-0 and 0-2. And, and, and so based on that, we're going to have a few that we're going to throw at you in regards to being overreactions or something that we can sort of calm down and work through. You know, what is truly an overreaction? What is worth overreacting about? And what Something I'm totally not going to calm down about and something I'm yeah. not overreacting about is that the 49ers and the Cowboys are the two best teams in the league. Okay, interesting. And I was going to throw that out. I was going to say, based on the point differential and based on what we've seen in those first two games, I was going to say overreaction Cowboys. I was going to just limit it to that for the moment. Overreaction Cowboys are the best team in football. You think that they're better than the 49ers? I'm going to say that through two weeks, what we've seen, it's well worth saying, and you could certainly, certainly make that argument that the Cowboys are the best team in football. I understand the Niners, and, and here's the great thing. The Niners, the Cowboys, and the Eagles are going to sort itself out because obviously the Cowboys and the Eagles are going to play twice. The Eagles and the Niners are going to play again during this regular season. So there's a lot that's going to be said and decided. But in regards to just looking at two weeks of what we've seen, I mean, the Cowboys, I understand, consider the opponent. You've played both New York teams, and, and, and you played one New York team without Aaron Rodgers, of course. So, yes, we're going to consider that. But when you look at what was done, from a defensive standpoint in one week, an offensive standpoint in another week, it's a pretty daunting and devastatingly, incredibly stacked roster for the Cowboys. And totally. the Niners have, a, have the another Niners great one too. But I'm it, agreeing with you. I think the right Cowboys there. and Niners, two best teams in the league, hands down. 
and, and I'm just I'm just gonna for for purposes of the arguments here, I'm going to just go. I'm I'm just gonna run up and down that hill and say it's the Cowboys. And, and of course, with being an Eagles fan, it's tough for me to say that. But I'm just gonna say, you know what, the Cowboys, the Cowboys look like the team to beat, and that's just that. That's that's what I am sticking with here, and and, and that's it. And you're not gonna you're not gonna get me off that right now until I see something different. But, the question that I have for you, another top yes. team is the Bengals. Are we overreacting, saying that they aren't what they were? They've had two losses, both against division opponents. It's it's a tough hole. It's a tough hole to find yourself in. I want to say say one thing about the Cowboys, by the way, the 60-point differential for the Cowboys so far this season. So that's, I mean, mean, you understand that's historic on levels uh, that we've never seen. But to your point about the Bengals, it's really interesting to point this out, Taylor. 0-2, is it an overreaction? Of course, most people are going to tell you this team was 0-2 last year and ended up in the AFC Championship game in a winnable game against the Chiefs with a chance to go to the Super Bowl. My bigger concern, though, is when they are playing. Their offense does not look the same. Joe Burrow does not look the same. He's sitting there on the sidelines in the fourth quarter against the Ravens, and he's got some massage gun on his calf. And it extends beyond the calf. To me, if you look at it, he threw no deep passes, no deep balls. So what's going on? Is there something going on with the shoulder? Um, Zach Taylor today was not adamant that Joe Burrow was going to play this upcoming week. He didn't say one way or another. He didn't have much to say on it. He said he's got to wait until he talks to the doctors. He hadn't talked to the doctors yet. And then beyond just that, they're missing two offensive tackles, which not easy to replace. The offensive line, you know what happens when the offensive line is weak. It doesn't feel like a healthy. It doesn't feel like a healthy Joe Burrow is out there. It was one that this was all right. Let's get him on the field. It's week one. Okay, he's ready to go. He doesn't want to relinquish that. He wants to prove something right out of the gate. An opponent, as you said, this this feels more significant. I'll say this much just because it's fun to say and it, it helps the argument of whether this is daunting or not. I'll say this much. I still think it's an overreaction because I think the Bengals are still yeah. one of the top but four teams in the AFC. Yes, but, but I'll say this much. Arguably the best division in the league. And they're exactly. down to against division opponents, like and you said. In, it's a big hole to climb out of. Well, let's just say this much. No team in the history of the game, bum bum bum, has ever made the playoffs in back to back seasons that have been started 0 2. So 0 2 last year making the playoffs, and then 0 2 the next season, no team has ever done what the Bengals right now are trying to do, which is to make the playoffs twice in that situation in back-to-back season. So, sure, we'll see. You really think they're in trouble. I think you're, I think your best point you could make is – I think is they're in trouble. In the division. I think they're in trouble. I, I mean, I'm again, when they're back and healthy and maybe I'll feel differently, but the fact that Joe Burrow might not play this upcoming week, they're down two in the division, something's not looking right. It's it's significant. It's significant. All right. Well, let's stick with the zero and two theme here, Taylor. I'm going to throw another one at you. Uh, the Chargers, zero and two, coming off of, I mean, we, you could that the most <laughs> end of a season was the Chargers last year in Jacksonville in that game. I mean, to be playing to to be up in that game against Jacksonville and have that just ripped out from under them the yeah. way that it was to lose and game where Herbert has put them in position to win and now to start the season and have two games that are essentially a very similar script to that 
That feels like a lot. That feels like a lot to overcome. That feels like a team that's very well playing in the division with the Chiefs that could be very much in trouble. Let's overreact here with the Chargers at 0-2. Is it done for with the Chargers? No, I don't think it's done for. I think that they have one of the best rosters in the league, which is so frustrating to watch this team go in there and find ways to lose week after week, year after year. Um, They have the pieces in place. They have the skill set. We've seen it on offense. Obviously, on defense, something is not working, which, again, we talked about a little bit last week. The names are there, though. I mean, it's really Derwin James, Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa. I mean, they've got a stacked team, and so it's really frustrating, I think, for them as a team to not be able to find a way to win these games, especially when you've got a quarterback like Herbert and an offense that is – a gunslinging offense. Um, I'm not going to count them out because look at where the division is right now. Course. The Chiefs yeah. are also. Chiefs have a loss. That helps. The Chiefs have a loss. That helps. I mean, the bottom line is you're not used to a situation where the Chiefs have a loss, but there it is. Justin Herbert has thrown for 300 yards in 23 games in his career. Okay, 23. Yeah, like you can't ask for yards, more, Which is an accomplishment, right? He's won 12 of those games. That's unfair. 300 is a marker in this league. Even in a passing league, 300 is still a marker. And to have only won 12 of those 23 games, something is amiss. I, however, agree with you. The Chargers, annoying as it is, will be playing for a playoff spot in the last two weeks of the season. Yeah. Probably the last week. But the pro- that's the Definitely problem, is that they don't want to just be playing for a playoff spot. They want to get okay, past fine. the first round right, of the playoffs. Fine. But over the hump, over the hump of the Chargers still means through the Chiefs. So no matter what, this is all yeah. adorable. I mean, when you play in a division with the Chiefs, this is about that. And you and I were, were very, very high on the Chargers. And I will say this much. Two seasons ago, they had beaten the Chiefs. And then in that second game, the game that was in L.A., that they found a way at the end. That was the game where Kelsey took over at the end, sent it overtime, and then Kelsey walked them off. That was the closest I thought this Chargers team was to figuring it all out. And it didn't happen then. And this is a season when, again, when you play in that division, it's about measuring yourself against the Chiefs, which is why I think we're both saying it's still right in front of us. Chiefs don't look like mm-hmm. world beaters. What they do against the Chiefs is going to matter considerably for where they go this season. That's still all right in front of the Chargers. All right, let's overreact about something else. Now, this one is, is really interesting. First of all, let's, let's go to one that is near and dear to you. I mean, okay, the Ravens certainly look impressive at this point. I mean, are the Ravens the best team in that division despite – Losing J.K. Dobbins, is this the best team in the AFC North, despite losing J.K., the Baltimore Ravens? That's the thing is like they were so inco- they're, they've been inconsistent this year. We've only had two games, except we saw them week one, and they were like not looking that great against a Texans team that was coming into Baltimore. For that, no, for that first half, yeah. No, that first half was ugly. Yeah, but then you see them this week where you're not expecting them to do much. Everybody's kind of thinking that it's going to be – I think everybody thought the Bengals were going to win this game, and then they – played really well. Lamar looked really, really good. Um, giving credit Lamar. to I'll just say that um, Gus it Edwards, is- Justice Hill, both coming in there. Gus Edwards is a solid three down back. Justice Hill can be a utility player. And look, John Harbaugh, what he's done year after year, despite all the injuries, and he always finds a way to make it work and keep them in the fight and in the race. Um I got to give credit to him. So yeah, this is going to be an interesting team to watch. I think it is also going to be interesting once they get Marlon Humphrey back. Huge 
player for them Great. on defense. Huge, humongous yeah. piece for them. I, I, I think the Ravens both sides of the ball. They're to watch with Zay Flowers, too. Yeah, Ravens both sides of the ball. You're right. The improvements they made at wide receiver. Mark Andrews, you know, getting healthier and healthier mm-hmm. each week. This is the team. I mean, this, this is the top. I this hope the top. OBJ isn't going to be out for a while. Sure. Probably top three team in the AFC. I think it's, it depends on what you really think about Miami that, that makes that an argument. But I, bottom line is the Ravens are going yeah, let's, to be let's, there. Let's I, I would use say, this to segue straight into the Dolphins. Are you buying in on the Dolphins hype? I'll, I'll make this They're quick. They're 2 They are 2-0. I'm going to say this much. I don't have a lot to say about it. Can I just say no and leave it at that? I don't like if you're asking me today if I have to buy the idea that the Dolphins are in the AFC championship game, I'm going to say no. And I guess that's really in the end how we measure these seasons, right? You're either like mm-hmm. when you're talking about being the best team in your yeah. conference. You're talking about being one of the two best. I will say I did cringe when I saw Tua get sacked. It, it's look, we don't love talking about injuries. It's always talked about so far this season, unfortunately. But but I, I don't even want to say that. It's just it's one of those things where I just over the course of a long season, whether I think it's consistency or injury, I don't want to call it either one. I just sustainable. I think Tyreek is the best, arguably the best player in the game on the offensive side yeah. of the football. I and mean, he's that much of a difference maker on that side of, of the ball, but it, very impressive on the road on Sunday night. But I just, I, I, I don't have a, I, I'm not going to die on a hill for the Dolphins. There's just something that. in, I mean, again, again, being in the hello. Can I die on the hill pause. for something? Please do. Let's go. Let's die on the Jets. I want to die on the hill for the Jets right now. I want to say that they have a Super Bowl team. You've put all the pieces around what you thought was going to be Aaron Rodgers. You put the defense together. You had everything that you need offensively. Go out and get a quarterback. Go trade with the Vikings for Kurt Cousins. Go trade for him. The Vikings are not going to amount to anything this season. They don't look good. Vikings have an opportunity to get a lot for Kirk Cousins, go trade him, give him to the Jets, and let the Jets have their fairy tale season. Because guess what? Aaron Rodgers says, oh, yeah, I might be able to come back for the playoffs. That's going to depend on you actually luck, yeah. making the playoffs. Good luck yeah. good, good luck and with there. Zach Wilson, I don't know what people are not seeing. He is not the guy to get them to the playoffs. No, I'm sure they'll, you know, they're, look, they're obviously going to give it. Go get Tom Brady. Go get Kirk Cousins. Go get somebody. It's pretty exciting. It's pretty exciting. And then, and then there's realistic options. I mean, obviously we saw Flacco there, and you know, there, there's other things that they can happen. And and to at least you know keep it afloat. I'm going to say this much: it feels. You're right. I mean, there last week on a Monday Night Football game against the Bills, and, and you can see how the team can rally. You can see what the team can do on defense. There were flashes even in the game against the Cowboys, where you can see what the team can be certainly defensively. And 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 again, I mean what Brees Hall can be. And I know. That, and why didn't they I mean, give him the ball? What was that? And, and I know that was Speaking weird. of fancy and, teams, and, and, he's on my fancy team that nobody cares weird. about, but I'm no, right. going to flatten that in there. We get one complaint a week. That's what we're going to make this promise to each other, okay, <laughs> Taylor? We get one fantasy complaint a week. Okay. There was yours. We already had mine. We're done. All right, moving on to to another overreaction. Okay, so we were talking about Ravens, the best. How about – in this division, which I know we can't figure out right now, which is just littered with 2-0 teams. And I have a friend named Matthew from London who loves listening to our and he is a humongous Falcons fan. But we got to say this much. The Bucks at 2-0, overreaction, Taylor. Are the no, I'm buying in because in it's such NFC a bad South. division. And who does not love to see Baker Mayfield just ball out? I love this. I love swinging swing Baker. Not because I think I that they're that, that good, but because I think the division is so bad just like it was last year, that like it was hard to even find a team to win the division because nobody wanted to win. It's really interesting to watch, you know, and obviously 
Panthers and the Saints going at it. And there are moments, look, we both really enjoyed Derek Carr on the field. Derek, I mean, yeah. there are moments where Derek Carr yeah, looks the Saints like, the Derek team. Carr looks like a top eight quarterback at times. He's that good. I mean, Derek Carr makes plays on the field where you go, that's the guy. That's the guy. That's the guy that the Raiders thought was going to be. I mean, he was the franchise for a but moment in time. But that's the whole consistency thing. And then, right. And so I, I don't necessarily see it over the course of the season with the Saints. I don't see it over the course of the season with Atlanta. Although I'm willing to say this much. I'll give this much to Matthew and, and the fucking publicity right now. There's something mysterious about the Falcons that, that I feel like, and again, with, 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 with Dijon, like, no, I just feel like there's some, I, I don't know, like maybe like what if Pitts became that guy? Like there's all these little pieces that are there where maybe, you know, and, and just, it's, and, and from Atlanta, yeah, way, I love it when the Falcons are good. I just, I'm not buying it. I did love the fourth down call. I love the fourth down call. That was a massive comeback yeah. against Green Bay. It took, it took that really ballsy call to get there in the yeah. position for Kuda hit the game winning kick. And it, it was, and, and, and I, I got to credit that coach. Exactly. But I'm going to overreact and say, yeah, the Bucs are the best team in this division. The Bucs are the best team in this yeah. division. I mean, I don't know what, I'm just going to knock on what Mike Evans looks. I mean, is this, I mean, this is Mike Evans from three but years ago. This, this is, is what ridiculous. he said. I mean, that he was finally a hundred percent. Contract year. Contract year. Contract year. Right? But he also said that like last year he was not a hundred percent healthy. Sure. This is, I, I love every bit of healthy Mike Evans. This is, it's so special. And I, I just, I go back to that spark that Baker gave us all last year, that, that Rams game against the Raiders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, speaking of, hold on, one more thing that I want to yeah. hit on before yeah. we go. Okay. The Rams. Okay, I am so impressed with them staying in the game the way that they did for so long against the 49ers, who, as you know, I think is the best team in the league. Yeah. I, was, I was very impressed. It, the, the Rams right now? are a mystery. And this is without Cooper Cup. They, they are a mystery in the best kind of way. Stafford looks Puka, like he's got something to prove. That receiver, that rookie Puka. receiver, No, no, Puka, stud. Puka, of course. No, 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 Puka, by the way, Puka, that, he's in the history books. Like, the Hall of Fame needs, needs the gloves and the cleats in this game. There's yeah. never been a rookie receiver to go out there and catch that many passes over the course of his first two games. So congratulations, that is happening. And out of nowhere, I mean, talk about a name that just was not – in our minds at all and now is. And so, yeah, I always say with McVay, you know, anything's possible. You're right there on the doorstep, yeah. you know, and, and, and clearly they are. So, so Taylor, we're going to go ahead and overreact. It's, 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 it's okay. But we feel that these are not necessarily overreactions. These are realistic reactions. Realistic like reactions. They're, they're, real, they're just they're realistic reactions. By the way, please think. share with us your realistic reactions too. Yeah. We would love to hear from you guys. Tweet us, Instagram us. Send a Please. courier pigeon, whatever it is, but just whatever let us know what your overreaction or realistic reactions are because we want to hear them. Another one I have, by the way, and this is just player related, but Jordan Love, like it looks like, like it looks I like know. a nice line of like Favre to Rogers to Love that maybe we're just going to hand the ball to quarterbacks that, that none of us saw. Absolute stud. None yeah, of us gave yeah, the proper so credit to. Jordan Love right now looks like the guy. All right, so Taylor, we, we you got know who does not more look like the guy is Justin Fields, but we're going to get we'll. Do a yeah. deeper dive into this on our next episode of Let's Catch Up, but make sure to send us your realistic reactions.